Welcome back, everybody, for another episode of Holology Podcast. This is a special episode because this is part two of my sugar series where I'm teaching you how to be a sugar baby based on my own personal experiences. We're still going to start off with our tweet of the week, which leads us into our topic. Our tweet of the week says, if there's a such thing as a sugar daddy, what about a salt daddy or a sponge daddy? Much like everything we see on social media, nobody tells the bad parts of the story, only the good and like the luxurious sides. But even in sugaring, there can be not so sweet moments. In response to the tweet of the week, yes, there can be salt daddies or splendid daddies. Last episode, I mentioned time wasters. These are your salt daddies. They don't have any money, but they pretend they do to get your attention and get engagement from you. In my experience, there are more salt daddies than sugar daddies in the sugar world, but don't worry, I'm going to teach you exactly how to tell the difference between sugar and salt. But first, I'm sure you're like, Destiny, what is a Splenda Daddy? A Splenda Daddy is basically a sugar daddy that provides within their means. Um, Splenda Daddies tend to be like the gift daddies. They're still successful, but they don't have like a ton of disposable cash. Uh, They can provide you with like shopping sprees or dinners or vacations, but like the cash option, like for an allowance is just not as available as sugar daddies. Think of it like a company. Sugar daddies are the CEO or the owners. Splenda daddies are the senior executives. And then you have salt daddies, which are the fucking customer service representatives. So how do you tell the difference? I mean, You know, anybody can create a profile on a sugar website and anybody can wear a nice suit and have a nice watch on. Right. But it's actually not as hard as you would think. It's it's actually pretty easy. So like I mentioned last episode, there's two ways to meet sugar daddies online and freestyling. Freestyling, of course, is meeting them in person, like when you're out at a bar. Okay, so let's start with online. Pretty much from the minute that you make your profile, your inbox is going to be literally flooded with messages from men claiming that, you know, they're ready to spoil you and calling you baby, but it's probably going to be salt. I'm not even going to lie to you. On the Hoology Instagram, I posted some examples of like different messages between salt, sugar, and Splenda so you can tell like the like clear coat difference and a lot of the salt is going to be like copy and paste messages it's usually bots or scammers and that's just what I want you guys to look out for but here's an example of salt from like an online message one of the most common scams and just salt daddies that there is on an online profile is the old oh I had a sugar baby before and she moved away Like here's a concrete message that's sitting in my inbox and I just leave it on red because you know, like the second you read it, you know that it's salt and it's a scam. Hello, beautiful. I am looking for a regular arrangement. Someone to see me a few times a month. My last arrangement lasted over a year until she moved away. I would give her 300 every time we got together. Does that look like what you were looking for? That is salt. He doesn't have any money. First of all, what is $300 going to do? I make more than that in a day, like with my nine to five. Second of all, um, your last sugar baby moved away. I, I don't even know why they continue to say this all the time. Like, where does she go? And if that's the case, if you're supposed to be a sugar daddy and she moved away, why aren't you flying her to see you? Or why aren't you traveling to see her? Like, 
Just because someone moves doesn't mean that they stop being a sugar daddy. So please don't fall for that scam and just be like, oh my gosh, yeah, I'll be your new sugar baby. No, like don't fall for the salt. Next is going to be Splendid Daddies. They're pretty realistic about what they can and can provide. Uh, you just have to decide, like I said in the first episode, what you do and don't want out of your arrangement. If you don't want like an allowance and you'd rather have like gifts and purses and vacations, that's absolutely fine. Just find you someone that aligns with that, you know, type of lifestyle. But I will say, and this is just a fair warning because this is an honest podcast, a lot of Splendid Daddies are going to be like the ones that are married or that are you know, freshly divorced or whatever. So just keep that in mind and don't ever be afraid to ask them, like, are you married or, you know, what's your situation? Because they're not going to be forthcoming with that information. They're still men at the end of the day. Same goes for sugar mamas. Don't be blinded by the fact that they're just wanting to give you these things. You need to still do your due diligence and protect yourself at all costs. What you don't want is someone's wife getting in the mix and fucking up your entire like life. From my experience, real sugar daddies tend to actually pay attention to your profile. They're definitely more engaged in the conversation and who you are. They'll ask if you've had an arrangement before and what the terms were. Actual sugar daddies actively practice a sugar daddy lifestyle, which is why they ask if you've had an arrangement before. They don't want to have to waste their time molding someone into being a proper sugar baby. Sugar babies that they want don't cause drama. They're not blowing up their phone. Why aren't you texting me? What are you doing? They don't demand a lot of their time because like I said in the first episode, being a sugar baby is essentially being a paid girlfriend, but you don't, you're not entitled to as much time as they would typically give a real girlfriend. They want to be able to take you out like in a public setting and know that you're not going to be like shy or be like embarrassed to be out with them. They might even take you to like nice events and you need to be able to hold a proper conversation, an intelligent conversation, because these are businessmen. They're in a lot of high end circles that you wouldn't typically have access to without them, like just being straight up. So I would definitely say like, the ease of the arrangement will come natural to them. They already know that they're going to take care of you. Like they just need to see how like well-rounded you are in the game. Someone that pretty much can, can hold their own, but still be like an asset to them. So you just want to really look out for those things, especially when you're like talking to them online it's just going to be a different energy and you're going to feel it like when you read it, you know, like with the salt daddy, like, oh, you know, $300, like the fact that he already gave you a number tells you that's the highest he's willing to go. So that's already a no for me. Splendid daddies look like I can take you on vacation, but I can't do an allowance. He's straight up, but like, you know, no, but sugar daddy's going to be like, you know, have you done this before? And even if you're a new sugar baby, it's okay to be like, yeah, I have, because they really don't know until they take you out. And if after that first date or first meetup, you're like, this is not for me, then just let them know and then move on. But again, and I cannot stress this enough, you cannot fake it through being a sugar baby. You, you can't. This is not the type of game. Okay, so I feel like along with what I've just told you. And if you go on the Hoology Instagram, like I said, it's a clear example. I gave three examples of sugar, salt, and Splenda from like online messages. So next we're gonna talk about how to recognize sugar versus salt versus Splenda while freestyling. Remember, freestyling is meeting a pot out in person. 
because this is a truthful podcast, I'm going to continue to be honest. Like I said earlier, when you're freestyling, you're going to encounter a ton, a ton of splendors and sugar, much more than online. For me personally, it was easier to meet a real sugar daddy in person rather than online. This is not, though, to say that I haven't had any salt or time wasters by freestyling because I definitely have, but I will say it's mostly Splenda and sugar when freestyling. A lot of sugar daddies will take that direct route and just do the online profile. But if they're like somebody important and they don't want their picture out there or they don't want anything that could potentially ruin their business reputation, they're not going to make a sugar daddy profile. So that's where freestyling comes in. And just kind of remember that, like when you're deciding if you want to do online or freestyling or both. But I have personally had more luck with Splendas and Sugar in person rather than online. I did meet my very first Sugar Daddy online, though, but I've had much more luck with freestyling. So just keep that in mind. Okay, so what does each one look like in person? Sugar when freestyling is like a specific level of boldness. They'll be direct about wanting to take care of you and take you out. They'll probably even approach you first. And this is important to remember. Splenda when freestyling is going to be like light flirting, like compliments. They'll probably ask for a follow-up date. But overall, the main difference with Splenda and Sugar is how open they are to wanting to continue to see you and provide you with a certain luxury lifestyle. Like, I think it's important to note that you don't want to mention having an arrangement. Like, you don't want to say the word arrangement when you're freestyling. Um, Leave that, like, lingo and verbiage to strictly the online profiles. When you're freestyling, keep the conversation light, but be direct that you're only interested in being spoiled by someone who wants to have fun and just be super generous with you. Like, you can say the word generous or just be like, I want to be spoiled. Like, that's fine. Also, make it clear that you're not an escort or prostitute because they do also use freestyling as a way to pick up clients. Um, Funny story, I was actually at Ocean Prime yesterday and the girl was like the bartender was like she said something like, oh, like you guys aren't like the other girls that come in here because I was in there in like biker shorts and a hoodie. She was like, yeah, most of the time, like it's working girls. And when she said that, we all just kind of looked at each other and laughed. But escorts and prostitutes do use like the same type of bars and areas like that that you use for freestyling to pick up like clients like it's just the way it is the best way of course to avoid this confusion is to not engage in any physical activities on the first date after freestyling it's normal to feel a bit like unclear as to where you stand but the ball is still in your court. You know, once you get their number, text them and say something along the lines of like, I can't wait to see you again. And then follow up with like, I need something to wear. Like maybe we should go on like a mini shopping spree so I can look extra sexy for our date. Like you want to still stroke their ego, make them feel special because they are like, and then you want them to still prove to you that they're going to compliment your lifestyle by making that first move. Like, you know, like where do we stand? But like, show me where we stand, you know? Um, I just want to say, like, again, you are the prize. Like, I, I can't stress that enough. So just just demand what you want, but respectfully and have some common sense in the process. So salt in freestyling just is pretty much a time waster. They 
are going to be dry or overly complimenting you and bragging about what they have. And there's not really enough focus on you. And these are like the Forex traders of vanilla dating. Like you just don't give them the time. Now you're going to ask, you know, Destiny, where can I meet them? Easy peasy. My best spots for freestyling, which I mentioned a couple of these in the first episode, but are cigar bars, like number one, easy, easily the best spot. There's going to be a lot of single men there and a lot of wealthy men there because it's like a luxury. Cigars are like a luxury, like golf, for example. It's a luxury sport. Like you do it like in your free time, like it's leisurely as well. So like when you have nothing but fucking money and you need something to take up more of your time, you go smoke a cigar or you go to the golf, the golf course. Next is going to be an upscale lounge. Of course, like go during happy hour, ironically ocean prawn, like I mentioned, or like another nice steakhouse, but it needs to have like an open floor plan setting. Like you don't want like longhorn. That's not a nice steakhouse, but Go somewhere nice. I mean, you can even take like a friend. I wouldn't take a vanilla friend unless like they're going to give you the space that you need to work and are going to encourage, you know, what you're doing. And again, like I mentioned in the first episode, the best time to go to these places is going to be a Tuesday through a Thursday. You don't want to go on like a Friday or Saturday because usually that's when people have like special events and they're less inclined to like talk to a complete stranger. But during the week, you know, we're all like working and we just want to have some form of human interaction outside of the norm. So just kind of think of it like that. Small warning though, when freestyling, expect to run into swingers. Um, For my bisexual baddies, sugar parents do exist and you'll see them on dating apps as well. But again, you have to decide your comfort level. You absolutely have the right to say no, thank you, you know, and move on from there. And in my personal experience, swingers are not aggressive or pushy. Like they respect that no means no and are honestly fun to be around when you're like partying. Also, when freestyling, be careful. A lot of pots will look like sugar and they might even be sugar. But like I said, they're probably married And this is a judgment-free podcast, so if you aren't clingy and don't care about being up under your sugar day constantly, a married ST might be the way to go. Like, I've had experience with a married Splenda, and even though he was in an open marriage, it was the low, the most low-maintenance, like, relationship slash arrangement that I've ever had. Like, he literally only took me shopping and just wanted to have lunch with me. That was it. Nothing physical, nothing, like, crazy. He was just super sweet and... It was truly amazing. So overall, though, I hope that this cute and quick little mini episode has been helpful. And if you're feeling frisky, see if you can tell the difference from sugar and salt and Splenda. As always, thank you guys for listening and I'll see you soon. Happy hoeing.